delegation, maximizing productivity. Your role as an manager is to achieve results through other people. Therefore, delegation is an integral part of your job. If you do not delegate, you do not manage. Why do managers find it difficult to delegate? There are many reasons why managers find it difficult to delegate, but all of them stem from attitudes to either themselves or to the people they work with. Can you recognise yourself in any of these? It is quicker and easier for me to do it myself. This reflects the attitude that your staff are less capable than you are, and that the time it would take you to train them would be wasted. I never expect people to do things I am not prepared to do myself. This reflects the belief that it is somehow dishonest to expect people to do the many or tasks you no longer have time to do. Perhaps they won't be needed any more. This feeling of insecurity can prevent you from delegating areas of your work because you feel you may no longer be necessary. In times of shrinking staff numbers, this can be a real obstacle to delegation. Last time I gave him a job to do, it was a disaster. This can be a valid excuse for lack of delegation, but it may also reflect poor training, lack of communication, and an inability to delegate effectively. My staff are already much too busy. As businesses seek to become cost-effective by reducing staff numbers, this is often offered as a reason for lack of delegation. It may be that your team seem unable to take on any more tasks, but more often it is a reluctance on behalf of the manager to relinquish control or to share responsibility. The obstacles to delegation are attitudinal and they are inappropriate. In order to change these, a manager must understand the benefits. The benefits of delegation. One. Belief in other people. Delegating tasks and responsibilities clearly indicates your belief in the people who work with you. You are, in effect, saying to them, "I trust you. You are capable and a valuable part of this organisation." Too often, we think of delegation in terms of its advantages for us as managers, and yet the greatest effect delegation has is on the people who are given the tasks. They are given an opportunity to learn new skills, to become competent in new areas, to grow in self-esteem. Two, staff training. Delegation is an important tool in staff training. It ensures that people continue to develop. As one member of staff accepts responsibility for new tasks, a domino effect occurs. Some of his tasks must also be delegated. This continues down through the organisation, so that each person is acquiring new skills. Three, time management. One of the major benefits of delegation is that it gives you, as manager, further time to spend on other activities. Usually, these are activities that cannot be done by other people, such as planning, building relationships, or creative thinking about future directions of the business. It is important for you to know what you are going to use the extra time for. Four, stress management. Delegating activities can reduce stress. If you consistently have too many things to accomplish each day, 
you have no time to give high quality thought to the activities you alone can do. When you delegate the time consuming, often trivial tasks you do, you will relieve the tension and irritability which comes from always working under pressure. 5. Productivity You can only produce so much by yourself and the essential difference between a manager and a sole operator is this fact. A sole operator can invest one hour of effort and produce one unit of results. A manager, however, can invest one hour of effort and produce 10 or 50 or 100 units through using effective delegation. Imagine for a moment finding no one at work but yourself and you will understand this concept clearly. Problems in delegation 1. Delegating the results, not the methods. Managers often have a problem with delegating to results. It is easy to assume that because we do a task a certain way that other people should do it that way also. This stifles creativity and takes away much of the responsibility for the job. The consequences of delegating the results can be exciting and rewarding for you as a manager and for the person concerned. 2. Gopher Delegation Gopher delegation is, in essence, one-on-one -on -one supervision and falls far short of effective delegation. Gopher delegation, go for this and go for that, has severe limitations, and yet some people consistently delegate using this method. How much does it really accomplish? How many people can you supervise or manage when you have to be involved in every step they take? 3. Spontaneous delegation. Often a manager delegates on the spur of the moment. He suddenly finds himself with a job that somebody else can do, and so he gives it away. Unplanned delegation does not take into account whether you have chosen the right person to do the job, or how that person is to benefit from accepting the responsibility. Too often the person may not have been given any choice, and little or no time is taken to explain what results are required. Unplanned delegation can cause resentment and can often result in poor performance. 4. Abdication, not delegation. Occasionally you may hear a manager say that he has no trouble with delegation. That may be true. He may delegate tasks effectively and leave himself little or nothing to do. If he is not using the time he has gained by delegating to increase the effectiveness of the organisation, he could be abdicating his responsibilities. Fortunately, very few managers indulge in long lunch hours and endless rounds of golf. Effective delegation Everything we do, we do by delegation. We either delegate to time or we delegate to people. If our prime motive is efficiency, we delegate to time. If our motive is effectiveness, we delegate to people. When we delegate our time to a task, it is often because we feel it will take too long and be too difficult to make sure someone else will do it as well as we would. But if we delegate to people, we are engaging in the single most important role of a manager. When another person becomes committed to achieve the results we require, we are free to invest our time in other activities. 
five keys to effective delegation. 1. There must be a clear understanding of the results required. The emphasis must be on results, not methods, but there is no room for vagueness about what those results must be. It is vital to take the necessary time, to be patient, to ensure the person is crystal clear about your expectations. Describe in detail what is required so the person can picture the finished result and knows when it is to be completed. 2. Ensure that proper guidelines are drawn up which clearly indicate any restrictions under which the person must work. Ensure that obvious pitfalls are pointed out. You are saying what not to do while leaving room for initiative within established boundaries. 3. Identify the resources which are available. These may be financial, technical, organisational or human resources which can be used to complete the task. 4. Establish accountability for the task. There should be no doubts about how and when the task is to be evaluated and what an acceptable level of performance is to be. 5. Finally, the consequences, both good and bad, which can be expected from completing the task, must be specified. Not long ago, a manager I know decided to delegate using this criteria. She asked a member of her staff to arrange a client luncheon. Following the above procedures, she first explained the task. Together they visualised the number of people to be invited, the results they wished to achieve from the luncheon and the type of occasion it was to be. She outlined the resources at the staff member's disposal and how they would evaluate its success. The manager was delighted with the results, for the luncheon was an enormous success. What surprised her most was the method the staff member chose. She catered for the function herself. The manager would never have considered this method, and yet it provided an opportunity for creativity, initiative, and much satisfaction for the staff member, who, incidentally, also made a profit. Effective delegation occurs when the person to whom the task has been delegated becomes as committed to its success as you are. They, in effect, become their own boss and often set and reach a standard which is exceptionally high. Planning to delegate. Planning delegation is an essential element in its success. It provides the opportunity for deliberate thought about the people and the tasks involved and allows you the opportunity to present the delegated task in its most favourable light. We have already discussed the fact that people need to feel valued and one way of doing this is to assure them of your belief in their ability to do a fine job and your belief in their potential to continually increase in competence. Delegation can be a valuable motivator and a way of ensuring a job stays challenging and exciting. When planning delegation, it is useful to keep the following points in mind. The task you wish to delegate and why. The benefits that you as a manager will gain from delegating this task. What you intend to do with the time you will gain. Who you will delegate to. What he or she will gain from accepting the responsibility. What training is involved. The results you require how you will track the results, the time required by the person to produce the results. 
what adjustments need to be made to the original workload. Accountability. As the manager, the buck stops with you. No matter how much of the work is done by other people, you are accountable for the overall results. Sometimes this can prevent managers from delegating and may ensure that they stay with go for delegation or delegating results or clinging to the idea of delegating for efficiency. This type of delegation will mean that the organisation will be limited in what it can achieve. It will never fully exploit the full potential of all of its members. The combined creativity and intelligence, the electrifying energy of group dynamics will never be unleashed. Growth of the organisation and growth of the people in it will be severely hindered. Instead, visualise a business or a department where delegation means your staff have the freedom to choose their own way, the freedom to use their initiative, the freedom to truly take responsibility for their part of the process. The focus of the manager must be on effectiveness rather than on efficiency because effective delegation takes time, patience and excellence in communication. It also calls for long-term goals and a commitment to the people in the organisation. It takes time for them to develop a level of competency to match the job and sometimes it is tempting to give up before that level is reached. Every parent has experienced the desire to do the dishes himself to avoid the mess and the breakages that occurred during the early stages. Indeed, it would be a relief to do it himself. But it would also be short-sighted and ineffective in the long run. The trust that is developed with effective delegation is the highest form of human motivation. When you as a manager are trusted to run your department or the entire operation, you know how that makes you feel. It is this very feeling when fostered in the people who are in your team which will make you together an unbeatable combination.